When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Everybody, happy Tuesday, episode 923, part two with Coach Kaufman. Before we get into that, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. Go over and check it out. They are what I love about them is how innovative they are. Um, you know, they they're always adjusting. You know, they they were the first ones to kind of have this freestanding and the battery, and then they and then how the machine how the ball kind of shot out, and then the app, and now they've kind of moved to having it everything, everything kind of controlled there on the shooting machine. Mention Coach Unplugged and they'll give you $350 off. Also, if you're looking for an innovator, go over and look at check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It is the place that you need to be an experienced coach. Let my 30 plus years and all the members of our community help you on this great journey. 14 day free trial while it lasts. Um, you know, um, prices are going to be going up and I'm not kidding about this. Hopefully by this time, what is it february 20th hopefully they haven't already gone up but if there's it's going to be soon i know by the end of this month so if you're thinking of joining come over and join us and let's head off to the podcast coach unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better from the fifth quarter studios in madison wisconsin you're listening to coach unplugged here is your host steve collins hey everybody happy thursday um I got to do my math here in four, episode 420 um, with Randy Kaufman. You're going to lots of really good golden nuggets. So I'm not going to talk too long here. Just make sure you go over and check out Dr. Dish. Uh, go buy that shooting machine. So this fall, right before the season, your guys can gals can get into the gym and get shots up. That's really, really important. Um, like I've said before, it's made my son, I think one of the best shooters around um, just because he's gotten so many reps on the Dr. Dish. Mention Coach Unplugged, and they'll give you $300 off your next purchase. Also, make sure you go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It is the Netflix for basketball coaches. It really is. But what's even better is if you email me, I will respond. 
Okay. There's not an extra fee. You don't have to, we don't have to do one-on-one coaching. You want to get on one-on-one call. We'll look at our schedules. We'll figure it out. And I'm here to help. I'm here to serve. Um, and then we obviously have office hours and other times that we can get together. And then literally our community will answer 80% of the questions before I can. So make sure you go over and check it out before prices increase. You better hurry. Um, they tend to, they tend to bump up hint, hint, hint in the fall, right before, uh, everyone starts rubbing up. So make sure you go over and check that out. Let me know if you have any questions and let's head off to the podcast. It's why I hired Whitney Nichols. Uh, Whitney's a great player. Her dad runs one of the biggest AAU programs in East Tennessee. It's called the Tennessee Trotters. She is so intense, but positive. Right. Like I tell her all the time, I'm a better coach because you're on my bench with, you're reminding me of what I know is fundamental for us to be able to play fast. So, you know, mistake recovery, all those things, those things become really important when you're trying to play fast. So, and, and Steve, you said it earlier, man, just value the ball. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I love coach that you you don't use a whistle either. I've, I've coached for 30 years, never used a whistle because I want them to hear my voice. Like, you know, I want them to hear each other's voices. I don't, if they play through a whistle, they play through a whistle. I mean, whatever. I mean, I've never seen that really happen in the, maybe in a couple big games, but, um, right. you know, I don't care about the, the whistles, the whistle, that's the ref blowing it. I want them to hear each other and to hear me. Um, so if you could only do three things at practice, what would you do? Let's say I said you, you, you're practicing, you can only do three things. What would those three things be? We would we would do we would spend fifty minutes on fundamentals every every day. We do it every day anyway. I okay. cannot leave that. And people people you know they were so crazy when I went to Riverdale. You, what are you talking about? You do fundamentals. You've got those kids at River going. Do you? I said yeah. And she's the sloppiest passer on the planet. Get the right. ball in the passing pocket and snap it. I right. want the ball to spin backwards. I mean these right. kids were looking at me like I was crazy day one. What do they mean? I'm not the greatest thing since. And sliced bread? What in the world? Right. No, your pass is awful. You don't value the ball. Right. So, you know, fundamentals would, would have to be there. Secondly, we would have to do we would have to do all of our transition stuff because that's what we're sold out to right now. This is our niche. So all of our one on oh, two on oh, three on oh, four on oh, five on oh, to five on five, we would have to have that would have to be a piece of my day. And we okay. would have to have half court breakdowns. And do you have do, you do structured? Do you do a numbered break or structured break or not? Man, if I told you, you'd start laughing. You're what are you talking about, dude? We we call we our break is all based around bigs and littles. Okay. And bigs are forwards and littles are guards, and we yep. fill spots. Okay. And and so it's not numbered. It's not a numbered thing, but there's a lot of things that have to go into play for our kids to be able to play fast, like. The bigs have got to know, okay, who's running rim on a make? Who's running rim? Uh, who's taking the ball out? Because you got one second, and when you mess that up, when you come out, you're not going to be happy. Right. Because I'm the first thing I'm going to say is, man, I'm not going to be able to play you as much because you're tired. You can't get the ball out in one second. Are y'all not talking to each other? Who's rim running? Who's got the ball out? Okay, on a long rebound to a guard, who's running rim and who's trailing? Because we like to turn the ball with our big in transition. So we've got one run in the rim, and the other is, is going to be our turner. Because we feel like we can get a good turn, most bigs are going to run paint. So, you know, everything's kind of situated like that. Uh, in year one, we teach it all as point guard break. That way everybody can get to their spots, and we can figure out how to get to spacing as fast as we can. Right. And this year for me, 
I mean, I've got, I've literally at times I'll have four guards and a six, four on the floor. Right. So, you know, now we've, we're getting to the point in year two with our transition game where, okay, where's Susie that's maybe not real fast. That ain't how we say it at practice, but that's how we'll say it right now. Right. So whoever's Susie's garden is our rim runner. Okay. You know, she, she's going to be the rim runner now. Uh, you know, on a made basket, then we're going to let six four run the rim because we want her to have first look, and she's going to get first look on turn, on the turn too. So we're trying to ISO her early in transition. So a lot of it, you know, starts happening that way, and it just morphs. Like right now, I got I, I literally put three point guards on the floor at the same time. All three of them play point on their AAU team this this summer. Okay. So the ball doesn't have to touch my what would be my one's hand. It could be in what you would number as a three, but three's really a one. We gone. So now we're filling, and we're throwing the ball forward to different types of players in space. Sometimes they're spot-up shooters. Sometimes they're playmakers. So it, it just it kind of morphs itself into being able to do that. But, but here's the thing, and, and Steve, you know, you forgot more than I know, but we are literally doing it every time. Every, if that ball walks up the floor, you will die the next day. This is on. Our legs are nowhere near. We walked it up the floor in the third quarter with three minutes to go. Have y'all lost your mind? Right. So it it becomes a relentless thing. You, you're getting it every time. And I think it. I, people, can't people can't press. People can't press you. Back. No, nobody yeah. presses us. No. Nobody. Like last year, we start. I told you two seventh, a eighth, a ninth, and a tenth. We had two teams that tried to press us. That turned into layup, 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 layup. Right. You're not going to press us. And, and it's just hard to. I mean, you're worried about two back, three back, or two right. back, half back. Right. Every possession. And that gave my young team the most problems last year because we were not physically strong enough in the half court right. to get the, the best shot. If that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's what I've always, I've noticed with my, with, with my youngsters is it's not a skill based thing. It's a, it's a strength, you know, it's a, a 14 year old boy going against an 18 year old boy or man is the difference. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's the, it's physically, there's just so much change in those years. Um, what do you think the hardest thing to teach is? Jeez, man. You know, Playing fast, the hardest thing to, to teach for us has been being able to press and be good at it. That's one reason I stopped the press side of that Grinnell because I value – I could not stand to watch a layup. Right. So I think the hardest thing, you know, is to, to teach your kids they have to value the defensive possessions. They got to – you got to be – got some dog in you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. We last two years we've had no dog. And it's like you, you and <laughs> if if you can come up if anybody's listening can figure out how to teach dog, that's great. I don't think you can necessarily, but you gotta have a little dog in you if you're gonna win. Like you gotta have a little like, you know, I'm gonna rip your hand off kind of thing. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, I think that, you know, getting your kids to buy into that side of the ball too. We selectively press. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here like I don't press. But I've never, in the state of Tennessee, in my 30 years here, I've seen one time that a press mattered to a state championship. Right. It's never it doesn't. Mattered. 
Never mattered. It's in, it's on so, a bigger court too. You probably play in a college court too, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah we so play the championships at, at middle. Yeah, so that bigger court makes it harder to press. It does. It's like I learned that the hard way. Um, so, uh, can is there one coaching moment? Is there one like thing that we could dive into for our young coaches? Something a, a success, a failure? Is there one moment in your coaching career? that we could dive into that might, they might take a little bit from something that happened, to you, something happened to your team. You know, there was, it, it happened again this year. In fact, I talked to my team afterwards about it. Uh, there's those moments that you, that you're in, the, you're in the heat of a battle, you're in a competitive game and your kids are doing nothing right. Nothing. <laughs> there's nothing going on. And it's in those moments that it's hardest for me to be positive because it's, here's why you're going to get got onto in our program because it's something that it's a mistake we made. We've done it. We've drilled it multiple times. It's something that is paramount to our program and you're still doing it. So then it becomes I can't or I won't. And neither one of them are going to work. Right. So I, I had that moment come up before and I blasted my kids just trying to pull some, some extra energy out. It was like day three of a three-day tournament. And we're just, there's just nothing in the tank. Right. And, and I, that happened. And I literally dug on them so hard trying to pull out a little bit more. And you know what? It, it failed. It did not right. work. Okay, we get to the NACA National Championships. We're in the last game. We're in the last game, day four, game four. We are playing a team that I think we're superior to. We are doing nothing right. right. Nothing. We can't take the ball out. We can't throw it ahead. I'll look up. We'll have two shooters in the same corner. I mean, it's just fundamental stuff from October of day one. And here I go again at halftime. I'm lighting them up. I'm gonna get, we're going to get a little bit more out, only because I wanted them to get to win their last game. Right. Win your last game. You know, I've felt that. Not a lot of people have. Right. And I'm wanting them to play so bad that I did the same thing again. I went to this, I mean, not berating negative, just just fired up. I mean, let's go. You are better than that. You know, just right. all this stuff. And you know what? I got the exact same result yep. I got five years earlier when I told myself, when I get to this moment again, I don't know what I'll do, but it won't be that. Right. And I did it again. And I I think sometimes you you just got to go, look, you know, if if I had it to do over, I'd have called Tom out and said, look, girls, I'm tired. You're tired. We're better than this crew. Let's go win the next eight minutes and see what happens. Right. And see if we're there. I should have approached it different. And what I do is that point, too. It's like what I've learned over time, too. And don't get me wrong. I, I lit my guys up this summer once and it, it didn't really work. It kind of worked. Guys are a little bit different. Um, but uh, I try to break it up. So, like, if there's – we play halves. But if there's a quarter left and we're down 10, we're not – you know, I, I say, okay, by the four-minute mark, let's get this to four. You know, give I give them little micro goals to go. It's like, we can do this. Yeah. I can get it all back. There's no 10-point play, guys. You know, we're going to get this back. You know, let's take this little piece. And if they reach that goal, then their eyes get really big. It's like, I told you. Now, here we go. Now, we're going to do this and this and this. Um, uh, so, I think that's a big thing. So, 
is there a drill or a, you know, a drill or something you do in practice that you'd like to share with the coaches? Is there like one favorite thing that you'd like? We do it. We do a lot of things that, that I think are fundamental and, and are really important to us and playing fast. And it, they almost need to be, you know, it's almost hard to talk through them if that makes okay. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We do, we do, we do have some, we call it pregame. Okay. <clears throat> and we, I, I got this from Duke. Duke's women, they called it 32 and 2 back when Gustin Force was there. Okay. And, and what they did, they put three lines at half court. And they're in three man weave. You get a layup counts one and a jumper counts two. There's two balls on the baseline. And so the two that are not shooting the layup and the three man weave yep. are taking a jump shot. Yep. And, and you put two minutes up there, you try to get 32 points. Ooh, okay. I like that. Well, all that stuff, do I, yeah, it's simple stuff, but you're teaching. Pass and catch. We're talking about look. You got to keep your teammate in rhythm. You know that that we make our kids say that all the time. We will stop practice and literally say it to each other and say it together. Offense is rhythm. We want that pass to hit our teammate in the pocket. Give her every reason. We're playing faster than them. Give them every reason to make it. So we're do we're doing it right there with that drill. Secondly, it has to be a sprint. Everything's a sprint. So when we started doing 32 and 2, well, we got that pretty easy. So that drill has literally turned into 80 and 2 for us. So we're flying. Like right. now it's you got to talk. you got to communicate. The passer on the baseline is trying to throw a perfect pass to a pocket. The guys that are in the three-man weave are trying to make a perfect throw ahead to a kid in stride. Everybody's going full speed. So when we're in the game now, everybody's getting to see what everybody else's speed is. So we get that rhythmic thing going. I know Betsy doesn't go as hard as Susie. Right. So got to throw it a little farther ahead for Betsy, you know, like that. So, uh, but that thing has turned into 80 and two for us at Riverdale. We literally got 93. That was the record in two minutes. And our kids are jumping around like crazy. We'll start that drill in the fall at 50 and two. And we'll just say pregame 50 and two. We'll put so two minutes labs, up there. Labs one and a jumpers two. Layup one, jumper two. And let's go. No three. That's kind of our loose. That's a loosen-up. We literally call it pregame. Like, if I just look at the girls and go pregame, I mean, the clock's going to two minutes, and whoever's keeping our clock starting to count. One, two, just like that. And we just total it up. If we don't make that, then we stop. We get on the baseline. We'll bring shooters out. I'll probably, I'll probably run a couple of 11s, and then we'll let them have a chance to shoot it off. Like, I might say, John, get on line. John, you, you just got two shot foul. You make them both, we'll take one off. So now we're making pressure free throws in the middle. Anything that can be fast, fast, stop, I want to do at practice. If it can be something that's fast, fast, stop, fast, fast, stop. Because we're going to be playing fast. And so when we get fouled, we're going to have to stop, regroup, refocus, knock it down. So everything you do as far as your press, as far as your um, offense, you do in the full court? Other than, other than this, we call these quick hitters. So if we've gone three trips in a row, we've taken three Lakeway shots and didn't make them, then you're going to have one of my assistant's coaches talking about what we like is the top three thing that we do or the matchup we like. Like he might look up and say, hey, let's run Fist of Matty right here. Coach, you want, you want Fist of Matty? Coach, we've gone four straight possessions. You're going to run gold. You're going to have door stuff right here. Let's go gold. Let's go gold. So we have quick hitters to try to piece in the, the difference. Okay. So, you know, there's – if I said what kind of team are we, we're a four-out-one-in team right now because I got 6'4". 
Right. So we're playing fast, and then we're just teaching concepts. Throw it ahead, throw it in. Ball reversal, set. You know, and, and in our, when we say set, we're talking about a motion offense. We're in four out, five out right now. Okay. Yeah, so, so what I'm saying is that, that like, when you do when – you, when everything you're doing is in the full court once you start. 90, 90% of the time. If we got sloppy, if we were getting sloppy with, uh, with our – let's say our down screen action, then we may go into a shoot. Hey, everybody. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Um, I'm going to do a big shout-out to our two other podcasts, High School Hoops and Teacher Side Gig. Um, I do talk about them often, but I don't give them a spotlight. They are great. High School Hoops Talks weekly. We talk about kind of what you're going through. Like we've been doing a lot of um, COVID right now because that's where we are and and what happened with that, how we're reacting to it. And, and Teacher Side Gig is teachers kind of looking at themselves and how they can make a little extra money on the side. And uh, yeah, it's just me giving back to a little bit to, to all the teachers out there that I know have to do that. So um, also subscribe and like this podcast and go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. All right, let's head back to the podcast. Shoot, maybe we may go into a 15-minute shooting set at a practice that involves that down screen, setting okay. the down screen, cutting off the down screen, setting the down screen up, shooting the ball off the down screens. That might, that might be a piece. But you can see us progress three on a four on a five on a five on five on five five on five i want the ball reverse we're in the four out five on five i want the ball reverse let's let's double away let's throw it all the way down the floor and double away so we just have some simple rules okay that that we give but you know we want kids to play i can't have you thinking about 10 screens back screen down screen ball screen i can't do that and play at 100 miles an hour right and you're probably getting shots before you have to worry about most of that anyway, to be honest with you. You would, you would hope that, you know, you taught your kids to take the right shots, you know, that these are lakeway shots. Right. You know, we're going to shoot the throw three. We're going to shoot the trail three. We're good with something at the rim. You know, if, we gotta, if we're in a 10-point game, eight-point game late, under three minutes to go, we may say, okay, no throw ahead three. We're going to take something at the rim only. We're going to reverse the ball and let our offense find it. Because they're probably going to have to come get us if we turned offense twice. Right. So we just you go into teaching concepts about clock and situation. But we are trying to play stupid fast. And, you know, whether it's right or wrong, I don't know. We, we were 19 and 11 last year with seventh graders playing against top schoolers. <laughs> it, sound, it sounds so, right to me. All right, so let's do – Coach, <laughs> I'm going to do my rapid fire, which is I ask you a question, you're going to give me a quick response. Basically, sometimes they're quicker than others. Um, What's your favorite? What's your favorite brand of basketball? I mean, the type of basketball that you use during the game. Our, our, ours is Wilson. That's what our state uses. We have we have Nike balls as well, but I like the Wilson ball. Wilson Solution or the Evolution is our game ball. Okay, okay, that I like that one too. Um, what's one word to describe your ideal player? Relentless. Uh, one sporting event that you've been to. Best sporting event event you've been to? Best? Yeah. And <laughs> I go to, if there's a sporting event within two hours of here, I'm there. We go to the Titans. We go to – I sit on the front row at MTSU. Best sporting event for me is going to watch my former players play, like getting to go sit at MTSU or getting to sit at Bandy or Tennessee and watch one of those girls play. I love that. Um, what's your favorite pregame meal? Man, we're all about some chicken. Let's go. You ask my kids, Chick-fil-A and sweet tea. 
<laughs> chicken and waffles, baby. Chicken and waffles. Um, uh, one skill not being taught in today's game. Mid-range, without question. It, it's gone. The, the bank shot's gone, too, to be honest with you, in my opinion. No one teaches the it, bank. Here's what's crazy. In our four-out stuff, we're literally isoing and drilling and individuals the 12-footer because we feel like with our guards we can get there anytime we want. And I, I went to 2001, we went straight to the state championship with three guards who could shoot a 12-footer. We were spaced the floor and got them to that spot because it was – Nobody was doing it. It was it was almost obsolete in the early two thousands when we went there in oh one. Yeah. Um, what's one thing you do to relax? I'm a golfer. Golfer, bow hunter. <sighs> oh my God. How do you do that? I used to golf. That frustrates me. You must be a good golfer then. <laughs> you gotta be a good golfer. <laughs> <clears throat> On a day, I might be a good golfer. Yeah, oh my God. See, like fishing, I don't care if I actually catch anything. It's just like I'm just outside. Um, <laughs> what, uh, best basketball player you've seen in person? Yeah, LeBron's pretty good. Um, I don't think he's the best player in the world anymore. I think the best player in the world lives in Wisconsin now, to be honest with you. That's my opinion. Plays for the Bucks. I think he's the best player in the world. Um, I'm biased, though. Uh, best player of all time? That's, it's not even close. It's MJ, and it's okay. not close. So anybody that says different is crazy. And I grew up a Dr. J fan. I oh. wanted to see the dunk. Oh, Dr. J, and I had I had the Dr. J, th- I had the Moses Malone thing in my room, and I had the uh, Ice yes. Gervin, Ice Gervin with the uh, he's sitting on the blocks yes, of ice. George, Ice Man, let's go! I love that. I love that poster. I gotta we find it. Same age, Steve. Yep. Um, one thing that helped you become a better coach. I think going through adversity. I think, uh, you know, I, I've had one losing season, and uh, one time I didn't make a regional tournament. <clears throat> and I think that one year catapulted us, you know, moving forward. I started to take things for granted a little bit. And um, we had some we had some things that in our locker room where our culture wasn't what it was supposed to have been. And right. I regret that to that day that I allowed that to get in the way of our success yep yep i've had one i've had one too and i i you know and i'm telling i tell people my best coaching gig ever we were 13 and 9 i'm telling you we were 13 and we were horrible we had no <laughs> right being 13 and not the state tournaments not the state championships it's my 13 and 9 season is my like that's my like up here it's like how did i how did we do that um but they bought in they did they bought in um best game you've seen in person i saw um i saw a guy named tony delk who played at kentucky uh in fact i was dating my wife at the time i said listen i'm going to take you on a date we're going to go see tony delk play i said you don't know who he is but one day he's gonna be a great nba and we're gonna go see him he's the best kid i saw live in high school growing up now i've seen some others at events you know obviously i coached in the jordan brand classic game they were all there but uh <clears throat> this hosker game had tony delk against a guy named uh stanley caldwell and stanley played at tennessee i uh, went on and played overseas for a long time but it was the incredible game it was a four overtime game and and it was just amazing it was tony delk stanley caldwell they were just taking shots at each other 
and uh, great, great atmosphere. It was an FCA event, which is Fellowship of Christian Athletes event. It was held at a small college, and it was literally standing room only. And uh, that was that was a really a really cool game to watch. Okay, what's your favorite quote? I tell you, we we try. You know, this year uh, it was pretty easy because we were so young. So, you know, we just talked about being competitive every game. So we always said, look, when we win, we earn, and when we lose, we learn. And we never we oh, never I took anything. So that's really kind of what we hung this past season on. Say that again. I love that. I want people to hear this again. When you when you win, you earn, and when you lose, you learn. Yeah, that's a great quote for a young team. That's a great quote for a young team. Um, one one word to describe your coaching style: aggressive. Aggressive. <laughs> oh, you're yeah, the first one to ever use aggressive. Uh, we're uh, we're not taking everything we teach is that. Like everything we teach in our program is downhill. We stay on the attack mode all the time. If we're in the half court man, we're guarding the snot out of the ball. And we may be we may be pack lining behind. We may be denying behind. But we're we're going to be aggressive on both sides of the ball. We want to control the tempo by our effort. I love that. Um, best basketball coach of all time. I mean, how do you? It's hard to get away from the Wizard of Westwood, isn't it? I read all of his books growing up. You know, I, I'd have to say John Wooden and his ability to be able to be more than the game. Yes, yes. He he also got players. If you've read some books, he he. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> he got some players. There's two types of coaches, coaches with players and ex-coaches. Um, so <laughs> just remember Jimmy's that. and Joe's or X's and O's. I know yeah. what I'm taking. <laughs> um, one book you'd recommend or several books you'd recommend? You know, I, I'm, I'm big. As I said earlier, I, I try to teach and coach to the positive. So, you know, anything that, that comes out as motivational, uh, John Gordon comes yeah. to mind immediately. Okay. Um, uh, went in the locker room first. That yep. was a good read. Uh, John Maxwell is is another guy yep. that uh, you know that I've I've read uh, several of his books. I, I like John Maxwell stuff because they're short and sweet. And when you're a coach, you're not real. Well, I'm not real smart, so it holds my attention long enough. Yeah, that's the problem uh, too. Like, yeah, it's like uh, it's 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 the book um, stuff like. Great thing. Everything a basketball player needs to know by Dick DeVenzio. It's very short. It's perfect for like basketball players because it's like two paragraphs and then it's done kind of thing. Um, yes. Yeah. W- one thing you change about the game. Shot clock. <laughs> no brainer. You need it. I could have. I could have answered that one for you. So I'm going to be devil's <laughs> advocate on the shot clock. I agree that you like the the pace, but I think what makes high school the the high school game unique is there is no shot clock. Um, you know, I think it, I, I think variety is the spice of life. And if you, I think we're trying to become more and more like the NBA college game, um, yeah. and it, you know, I agree. I agree with what anything that you say proponent of it, I've got to, I've got to agree with a little bit, but right. there's also your, where, where, where are we going with it? Are we taking these kids to the college game? Right. And so, the thing is, you are and I am, but most people aren't. That's the issue. You know, the, the 5% that actually play collegiate basketball. Um, right. That's true. That's true. It's a good point. Yeah, most kids don't. Um, and, you know, I don't know. I just think it makes it – I think it makes it unique. I love halves. You would love halves. 
we play halves in Wisconsin. You would love halves. Um, the flow of the game yeah, is just better. Right, right. Longer, a longer, a better opportunity for runs. The better opportunity for runs, and it does force your hand. You got to play more kids, so it's more like the collegiate game. You know, kids don't play forty minutes at the Division One men's. They don't play forty minutes. They they ought to, they know they're coming out at some point. So kids know they're coming out for me in the first half at some point. I don't care how good you are. You can't play. Yeah, you're not. You can't play 18 minutes straight and not get a rest. So they know they're all coming out. So it's it's from a mental standpoint, it's actually a little easier for the kids. It's like I'm just pulling you because it's like you got to get a rest. <laughs> um, you can't go for 36 straight minutes. It's not going to happen. Um, all right, any parting words of wisdom, Coach? I'm I'm excited to meet you in a couple. Geez, like five six weeks. It'll be fun. Yeah, I'll be honest, man. I feel like I feel I feel blessed to, to even get considered to come and talk but it is something i'm passionate about and the the thing that the thing that you're going to see with us is going to be simplicity like we're we're so simple and but yet we emphasize so much and i think that's the thing that makes us a little bit different there's lots of people that do this like there's lots of people that would that would say this kevin or oh, you watch riverdale the only do is fast break okay right. okay come to our practice Right. Come to our practice. You know, that's what I would encourage you to do. And maybe there's a little bit more to it. Maybe and what are you going to talk about at the clinic? What are you talking about at the clinic? We're, we're going to talk about system. We're going to okay. talk about our transition, our transition game. I'm going to basically take a group of, I think he's got a men's team coming. Yeah. A men's prep high school. Yeah. And we're going to go through, you know, three or four of my favorite fundamental drills that we teach off of. And then we're going to go through our progression to our transition game and how all the pieces fit together. Oh, I love that. Uh, we don't teach we don't teach here's something else that's great. We don't teach four different press breaks. I don't need four press breaks. Right. We need one. We're good at it. Right. So, you know, it, it's that kind of stuff. You know, that that's what I get excited about is getting to share that and maybe, you know, a young coach can pick up and go, Hey man, that'll work. Because that's what I was doing. Right. Thirty years ago. I was doing the same thing, see? Yeah, and the and the fun thing is that and that's what I'm telling the, the that's what I'm telling coaches that are thinking of coming that are down around land to come. It's it's going to be great. I'm telling you, I'm trying to get Kevin to get us like we should have a Q and A at the end. Just like get us in get us in a room with a whiteboard, with all this with all this brain power, and let some of these young coaches just throw stuff at us. I, we'll all have different answers for it. It will be great. Yeah. I would love that as a as a young coach. Um, yeah. So I'm going to talk about like kind of how I map out my season I mean like I it sounds more like we're very similar but I I mean I I basically have the whole year kind of mapped out progression wise it's interesting uh-huh. um, so I'm going to share some of that and some of kind of like how you know my program and some of the stuff I've done in my program and and drills and stuff too but it, it will be good it will be really good I was there last year it was awesome I'm I mean I'm still listening to some of the stuff it's really good um well, I'm fired up. In fact, we're using it as our coaching retreat. So we're, I'm bringing my staff. Oh, you're bringing and your staff. Just, See, I'm bringing my wife. So that's <laughs> – Do you play golf? I don't. I don't. I'm not golfing. Too. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not uh, golfing. I'm actually going down. I'm going down. She said, she said, you can go back, but we're staying at the Four Seasons or wherever we're staying outside. Yeah. I, so we're going down a day early. We're going to have, like, you know, a, a day to ourselves before the clinic on Saturday. So we're going to go down on – thursday night um it'll be good it's yeah she she loves it because like she yeah 
<laughs> it's, 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 it's away from the dogs. And the kid. Away. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's why we've been married 20 plus years. She knows, you know, um, exactly. So, all right. Well, thanks coach. I appreciate you taking the time. Stay so much. And I so much appreciate of you giving me a shout. Look forward to meeting you, man. You know, I'm going to dig on your brain. <laughs> it's good. I hope we do. I hope, uh, you know, you know, if Kevin's in the new gym, I wonder if he's in the new gym. I knew they were building a new gym. Yeah, I'm not sure. You know, the last I talked with Kevin, that was kind of what was discussed, is that that was in the makings. They were excited because we were kind of in that same process. We're not in our gym yet. We have a $70 million school that's not built. Like, we're waiting, hoping by fall break we're in it. Where do you practice and stuff? Well, we have what they did. They, they came in and bought a existing K through K through five school. They spent 14 million on it three years ago in upgrades and renovations. So we're in a brand new building that will end up being our pre K five feeder. Okay. Okay. So we're, we're having to share one gym, which is not real fun, you know, with <laughs> volleyball and everybody else trying to be in there, but right. you know, here's what it is, man. What, what they're building this is absolute palace. It'll be awesome. It'll be awesome. All right. Thanks coach. Okay, brother. Y'all have a great day. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I would ask that you stop running. You go, you call home. You go, honey, I need to join ttubes.com. I need to become a better basketball coach. This coach Collins knows what he's talking about. He's experienced it all. He can help me take my game, to my coaching game to the next level. I hope I can. I think I can. Go over and check it out. Subscribe and like. Make sure you go over also and check our YouTube channel out, um, ttubes on YouTube hundreds of videos thousands of videos i think we're over thousands of videos now um go over and check that out it doesn't cost you anything and if you're going to do any shopping tonight click on our amazon link down below and then go shopping you won't even notice it doesn't cost you anything and we get a small little affiliate helps us with our hosting fees talk to you soon sports social podcast network okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.